Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back. What's been happening? How have you been? I've been alright. I've been quite depressed, but it's entirely sorry. my own fault. My instant reaction is to laugh at that. I'm so sorry. You just laugh at anything it's bad. It's awkward. Just because you're evil. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so thrilled you've been depressed. <laughs> you've been watching Parks and Rec to get you through it, though. No, I just watched that clip today. Because oh. I was listening to Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire, and then I remembered Can't Amy Can't start a fire without a spark. It's not the same song, <laughs> Helen. It's not the same song. Then why? Does it sound the same? It's only sounds the same for those perhaps with a, without a sense of pitch or tune. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> Welcome to Bitchin. Welcome. Here we are. Yeah, I've been quite depressed. <laughs> Going back to you asking me how I am. Um, but um, it's entirely of my own making because I've just been in bed and um, I haven't been doing anything. Yeah, but isn't it like a vicious cycle where you feel depressed? Yeah. Therefore you do less yeah. and then you feel more depressed. Yeah. Don't blame yourself, Tilly. Number one rule. This is true. I'm too hard on myself, guys. Yeah. <sighs> I'm just like, need to remember that I'm really great. And I'm actually the most important person in the world. In the words of Justin Bieber, love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like someone else said that before him. Also, he says that in a way that's like, if you like the way you look so much, then you should go and love yourself. And it's kind of code for... Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so God, he's so smart, isn't he? Oh God. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Bit busy. We've been recruiting for a tour that we're doing in June. Mm. This week, this is my theatre company lung. This week, we've recruited a stage manager, a technical stage manager, a production manager, mm-hmm. and an engagement manager. I don't know what any of those words. I was mean. about to say, what the <laughs> hell is an engagement manager, and why don't I have one? <laughs> I'll be your engagement manager. You already are. You're just my manager, full stop, really. <laughs> so this is Bitchin. Yes. Every week we talk about a different person, we delve into them. Via Wildly Off Track. And this week, we're talking about... The Biebs. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Oh God, I love him so much. You're a believer, it I seems. I am a believer. I didn't know you liked him so much. Why didn't? Why haven't we done him before? I think maybe we've not done him before because I like him so much. Because mm. um, I don't really know what else there is to say other than I love him, I love him. Well, I think there's a lot to say about... Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Listen, before we do that, can I read out his wiki? Just in case anyone doesn't know who Justin Bieber is. I'm sorry, like, we literally just did an episode on Elizabeth What's-Her-Face and I've just been editing it and basically we're going to have to be like, can everyone go and like read the Wikipedia themselves and also maybe read a book about her before <laughs> listening to the episode? We jump around so much. I don't know um, who she is and I was in that recording. <laughs> I just have no idea what's going on. But listen, the thing about Justin Bieber, we assume that everyone knows who he is, but my mum's going to be listening. Okay. She's got no clue. Yeah, yeah, of course. Justin Drew Bieber, born the 1st of March. Oh, happy birthday for a month ago. Um, 1994, so he's 25. He's younger than us. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was a joke. There are many casting directors <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> he's 10 years older than us. 
Yeah. God, isn't that depressing when... Anyway, he's achieved so much. Anyway, it's fine. It's a Canadian <laughs> singer-songwriter. That's all you really need to know. There's <laughs> loads more, but the end. He has done really well. He's a deeply, deeply famous person. He's so famous. He's maybe so one of famous. The most famous people in the world. And he became very famous as a child, a sense. Yeah. Essentially. He was scouted on YouTube by talent manager Scooter Braun. Which just sounds like something from Toast of London. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but it also isn't something that happens in real life. Being no. You upload a video on YouTube and then some massive talent manager. Well, it was his mum putting all the videos up, wasn't it? Yeah. This is what makes me go dodgy. <laughs> I think anything to do with... I have absolutely no idea why you would even want your kid to be close to being famous or having any kind of fame. I can imagine if my kid was Justin Bieber and could sing and dance like that, I'd be like, right, going to mm. put this on the internet. Really? Can, yeah, because I have no morals. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out for myself. <laughs> I'm gonna Finally, she admits it. <laughs> I'd make some money out of my kids. Yeah, that's why I'm here. I'm just, I'll be thrown on the trash heap as soon as you have children. <laughs> you can exploit more readily than you can me. <laughs> Do you think that's what I'm doing? I'm exploiting you for your yeah. time. Mm. Yeah. We're not really friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know what you mean. It, he was thrown into huge stardom at the age of 14, yeah. 15. And what is it that they say? They say that the age at which you became famous, it's kind of like an arrested development thing. It's kind of the age that you stay. <laughs> I think that that was made up to defend Michael Jackson. I don't believe that that's really? true. Yeah, I think so. Because that was what everyone always said about Michael Jackson. Like, oh, he's just a little boy. Oh, I've never heard it used in the context oh, of um, renowned paedophile <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> I mean, it does sound plausible, doesn't it? Because your childhood yeah. stops and you're suddenly... What about what about you? So you, when did you become famous? Age 22? 23? I wouldn't necessarily say I ever became famous. Listen... <laughs> Wherever she goes, there'll be one lone loser who comes up to her and says, Weren't you Jermaine and Raised by One? Yeah. I loved that show. I loved when you wanked on the television. It was so good. <laughs> this is when your jealousy comes yeah, out. Yeah, really. I'm not hiding it, guys. Um, <laughs> Until he just sits there like Literally. I'm, I'm still feeling I was about in Victoria. <laughs> no, I was in Victoria for six seconds. <laughs> Why don't you I was, I, When I say I was in Victoria... I was there was the back of my head and then you could see Jenna Cole. <laughs> it's not true. You were amazing in that show. Oh. You're so good. You're so talented. Yeah, it wasn't enough, was it? Not recognised in enough. your own time. It wasn't enough. Um, I think I probably actually became famous when I was eleven when I became Birmingham's first young poet laureate. Which people are still fucking going on about. <laughs> that was even funny. though you haven't written poetry for a long time. When what I was, was that when you when you went on Sunday brunch and they were asking oh about God, poetry? Yeah. And I was going, oh, it's really good because I think that they misunderstood and didn't realise I was still 11. Really <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I still write it, but in my bedroom like everybody else. So fame is bad. <laughs> Have you seen all the videos of him on YouTube? by the paparazzi where they're sort of just swarming him and he's no. having to run to get from one place to another. Oh, there was this thing that, because I sort of, because I search him quite a lot, you know, on Google it like tells you news stories that you might like and they're always just yeah. Justin Bieber related. So um, 
I sometimes get like what is up to and he's up to loads. Anyway, there was this one a while ago that was like Justin Bieber plows into paparazzi in his giant truck. And then you watch the video and he like really slowly is trying to get out of his drive and there's mm. all these people swarming around him and he kind of scrapes the side of somebody because they're mm. in front of his thing mm. and then he's like rolling around on the floor and everyone's screaming like, Justin, you hit this person and you're evil. And he's like trying to then be nice and, and make a point that you didn't mean to yeah. hit him with this car. Um, and I just can't imagine trying to leave to go get a loo roll and like that's mm. your life. It must be quite... I mean, he has a person who does that. Who goes to this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so naive. What, what I will say about the about that and that level of attention, I do think it is like like you're saying about him trying to get out of his drive and he's still trying to be nice to everyone, but everyone's yeah. just going, "You bastard!" Yeah, it is like being permanently gaslighted by everyone you meet who yeah. isn't in your inner circle. Yeah. Everyone's telling you what you are in a way that's like not your actual reality and I totally understand the mentality of famous people who then go well fuck you I'm gonna be exactly what you think I am I'm gonna be a real piece of shit and I'm gonna grab your camera and I'm gonna throw it on the ground oh my god I'm gonna go lick a donut in a donut shop or do a Hugh Grant and throw that those beans what have you seen him throwing the beans no oh I so get it the paparazzi just follow him round 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 and then he's outside his house and he just opens the tin of beans from his shopping and scoops out the beans and throws the <laughs> beans at them. and then obviously the front pages you know Hugh Grant loses his mind and throws beans yeah. at, and you've got all the shots of him looking insane yeah. And the same, there's videos of Justin Bieber, and again, the caption will be, Justin Bieber attacks paparazzi, mm. and you can hear them shouting, fuck you, like, at him. Yeah. And eventually, he just turns around and is like, why are you, be- why are you saying that to me? And is angry, yeah. because they've caused that, his, that reaction in him, yeah. and then they get the story that they want. It is just toxic and awful yeah. and horrible. And particularly when you're 15, and you're not fully formed, and you don't quite know who you are yet, and then... That's the front page of the news is your face looking like you're a, you've lost your mind. And people hated him, man. When he was like a kid, people hated yeah. him. Yeah. And I, I, literally just for for what? For singing nicely, for being a bit of a Christian drip. <laughs> for <laughs> for and th- this was before he'd had any like run-ins with anyone mm. or, you know, publicly done anything wrong. And, like, he was kind of, like, small for his age and, like, had, like, you know, kind of, like, a high voice and... Baby, 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 ooh, like... It's interesting because he really personifies the American dream as well. I know mm. he's Canadian, but... Like, all that. <laughs> Where he was really, like, one in a million scouted out. Mm. It feels really grassroots. And then rather than celebrating that, people just, like... People just tore him down because it's, maybe it's jealousy or feeling like he didn't deserve it or... I think... Oh, I mean, fundamentally, the whole concept of Justin Bieber and how he's been created is an incredibly cynical one. Because even when, even though I know you're saying he was found on YouTube, which he was, his manager then encouraged him to continue uploading these videos mm. to YouTube like he was still in his room and hadn't been discovered yet, yeah. which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of a, a mix of um, of that cynicism. But then also the primary audience for Justin Bieber being teenage girls. Me. Yeah, you. <laughs> Someone who hasn't aged past age 11. Um, have you ever watched the music video for Bo Burnham's song, Repeat Stuff? It is a song in which Bo Burnham plays the part of a kind of idol. Yes. 
Um, and the music video culminates with him breaking into the bedroom of a teenage girl, um, and it's implied that he is Satan himself. <laughs> it's such a good song. It's I really so recommend looking it up because it's yeah. all about how, and it's exactly what I am. He's Justin Bieber's songs are curated to be so vague that they mm. can apply to being about you. So you really believe that he's talking to you yeah. and that he loves you. <laughs> oh my god, have you just have you seen the Tom Hiddleston breakfast thing? No. Oh my god, okay, Google it right now. Aww. Okay, so Tom Hiddleston, I think this is what I've gleaned from Twitter. He has done an advert for a, a vitamin brand. Centrum in China. China. And basically he's like playing it's like it's like a romance novel, but it's a vitamin advert. And he's play he's um serving you breakfast in the morning. Oh that sounds great. Yeah, I know. It is actually really great. We're gonna cut this out because everyone hates Tom Hiddleston. Why do we hate Tom Hiddleston again? Because he went to Eton, that makes him a bad person. Yeah, okay, fine. But I don't actually hate him. I think he, um... Why do... I don't care about cookies. Please. No, listen. Please, I have a family. <laughs> Every single website I go on, what kind of cookies do you want? I don't fucking know, man. Please leave me alone. Please. Okay? I can't do it anymore. I have to do it every single day. Every page I click on. Every single one. And I spend my whole life on the internet. <laughs> so every day I'm probably spending upwards of two hours... Deciding what kind of cookies I want. Here we go. Yeah, this is it. Oh my god. Morning. You're her. Yeah. It's your, from your. Yeah. <gasps> it's like your Tom Hiddleston's girlfriend. What's he cooked me? Early, so. Oh, don't forget your vitamin. Don't forget your multivitamin. Bye. Bye. Bye, Tom. That is messed up. I'm so anyway. So. Oh, there I am. <laughs> Isn't it fucking weird? Do you know, it really plays into the whole, like, the the thing at the moment with Instagram stories and stuff that I've realised why I'm becoming really obsessed with people like Mrs. Hinch is because yeah. it's voyeurism where the way they hold the camera is like you're in their head and you're looking yeah. from their perspective and you feel like you're kind of living their life mm. a bit like um, being John Malkovich or something. And that is that, isn't it? It's completely, like, you are that woman and you're going out with Tommy. And again... To bring Bo Burnham up yet again. Have you seen Eighth Grade? I've not. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. Um, That's his film, Bo Burnham's film. Yeah, Bo Burnham's film. And uh, he did an interview uh, on YouTube. It's called On Camera, the name of the series. I really recommend it. And he's talking about that phenomenon with Instagram and stuff like that. And basically talking about... um, I think it was in that one, or it might have been a print interview, but he's talking about the idea that social media makes us nostalgic for things that haven't happened yet. In what way? What do you mean? I'm not in, smart enough. In the way of, like, like you're saying about you're inside that person's mind, it's like a kind of, like, weird voyeuristic relationship yeah. that we have with what we post and what we consume, where it feels like it's something that has happened to us, but it actually hasn't. Oh. Do you see what I'm at, I yeah, mean? And yeah. how it's, like, kind of breaking down our own relationships with ourselves. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. Ah, God, do you know, it is so, I mean, I know we all know this, so highly addictive. Like, yeah. I can't stop watching Mrs. Hinge, mm. and I can't stop cleaning my house. <laughs> Honestly, my house is so clean. Is it? That's flat, not like yeah. you, I'm quite worried. I know, Have you got a parasite or something in your brain? I'm really concerned. <laughs> it's just, it's it's that, it's watching this lifestyle of this other person and sort of mm. believing that's who I now 
Anne is this woman who she just she cleans all day every day. That's what Mrs. Hinch does. And now that's what I do too. But imagine the overwhelming power of someone with that large an audience, like someone like Justin Bieber, who, mm. by all accounts, as far as I can understand it, is a pretty normal guy. Yeah. He's a pretty normal man and who it, can sing and dance and well. And he's got 107 million followers on Instagram. I mean, that's insane. 107 million. It's just un... un I can't begin to imagine... And this is the thing about you saying, you know, everyone hates him and there still is a level of that. He, he's come mm. out really recently um, criticising trolls on his Instagram, particularly mm. against his new wife, Hayley, was Hayley Baldwin and is now Hayley Bieber. Yeah. Um, because everybody just sort of comments on every post of photo of her saying, you're not as good as Selena Gomez. And just imagine. And she definitely is. She's <laughs> good looking. See, the, the, listen. They're all insanely attractive women. Yeah, she she's someone who, if you look on her Instagram, you just feel so bad yeah. <laughs> immediately. Just don't look. But I just can't imagine, like, I come away from one interaction with a friend repeating things and going, mm. oh my God, do they hate me because of having said that or thinking that. And uh, imagine being, that being confirmed by people just going, I hate you. And it's so weird with the the trolling thing because it's not, it's not real. And then also that... So you're saying about the... The size of that audience, that is too many people to, like, comprehend. I feel like we've talked about this before. Basically, like, the human mind can't comprehend anyone. I think it's like we've only got space in our brain for, like, 80 or so people mm. because of how we evolved and the communities we evolved. Yeah. So now there's we're all connected and there's so many people, but we can't actually comprehend that amount of attention. So, yeah, being famous is inherently something that's, like, quite unnatural in the way that it's, like, currently... Because to live like Justin Bieber and have those trolls and stuff on your Instagram... I mean, have you ever got hate online? So much hate. Really? Particularly when I was in the Arches. There was a Pip Archer Must Die Facebook page. No! I used to check it every single day and see all of the different things that people would say. And there was all of these... um, there, were, there was, like, this thing called Mustard Land, which was an Archer's, like, addict... They called themselves the Archer's Addict, like, blog site that mm. eventually got shut down. Entirely populated, I imagine, by, like, 55-year-old women who... 55-year-old white women who, as we all know, probably the most terrifying subset of people <laughs> in Britain. Yeah. It, that's the thing, there's such a minority... You? Oh, just... And how old were you at this point when you were playing Pip Archer? From the age of 11. Oh, my God. Yeah, and horrendous. people post to groups saying that you must die. Yeah, yeah, and the different ways in which I should be murdered with tractors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now I look back and it is very funny. Yeah, but not to an 11-year-old girl. <laughs> it was really hard. It was really, like... Oh. And, but also, yeah, it's it's like you say, really incomprehensible because you want mm. to be able to talk back and explain, but you just feasibly can't to that level of Archer's fans. You can't write back and say, actually, I think you'll find I work. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Very hard on the scripts and I'm sorry if you feel like my voice is annoying. It's because I'm from Birmingham. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it is a really interesting one where you don't fit. I mean, it's such an obvious point, but you don't see the consequence when you write something yeah. like that, do you? Have you been trolled? I have a bit. You must have been for Doctor Who because you were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you're um, a lady. No, I've never really been trolled to an extent that like it's bothered me really. Yeah. Because I don't think I've been in like a big enough role. So the Doctor Who stuff has mainly been like just like nice comments from people who like Doctor oh, Who. That's nice. And then I've got like a bit of like there was a bit of anti-feminist brigading because someone posted a comment on one of my pictures like three months after I'd done Doctor Who. Like some twelve-year-old who doesn't like women probably because his mum locks his Xbox away when <laughs> when he's a little piece of shit. And uh, they were just they they'd like copied and pasted something that they put on like the page of every single person who's involved in Doctor okay. Who about how it's feminist cancer, blah blah blah. Um, you are a cancer. I am a cancer, and I just couldn't I couldn't help myself. I just I just. What did you do? Um, I just replied saying get a job, and that yes. was it. Very nice. And then and then I think they whoever it was must have had like several different accounts and then they were like switching between all these different accounts because it was all happening at the same time so I was like I was going to say you say like oh I was trolled by one person they just had a hundred different accounts but, <laughs> I mean I'm pretty sure it might have been one or two people yeah. just all all saying this like this horrible stuff but it was almost so like performative mm. that it kind of didn't really mean anything and it was like there's just this weird like like desperation mm. to upset or to hurt me that I was like oh this is like the only way you can connect with people and like by me replying I've connected with you in a negative way but you have got that connection that you were longing for yeah. and that's why you've gone nuclear and posted all these things you know that's so sad it is really sad and I also feel like I mean, is this what we've got to look forward to? When we're massively famous? No, no, I mean as humans. I mean as, like, the the capacity for what technology can do. Well, this is exactly what... This is what Justin Bieber's wife Hayley recently said in an interview. She was saying Mm. how she really... It's made her really think about having children because she thinks that this is what is happening now. Think about in ten years' time how toxic the internet's going to be. But I actually think it's the other way around. I think that we've not found ways of harnessing the internet yet and I think that we've like legislation and laws are really really behind because it was this kind of wild west Mm. place where you could say whatever you wanted and and that and that is slightly catching up like you can now have your account suspended and you can now go to prison for death threats and things. Well then I'm I'm totally torn on that because I fundamentally I, I fundamentally believe that the internet that i feel like maybe we've already lost the golden age of the internet of what it was yeah because there's something amazing and like amorphous in the beauty of being anonymous but then you have to understand that now we're all plugged in it's not okay for someone to receive those kinds of comments it's not okay for someone to be subject to those kinds of comments because there isn't really the option to disconnect there is but you'll be a fucking social pariah if you do like and this is people's arguments about justin bieber like just get off 
Instagram, but if you've got... But it's addictive, man. And especially, like, you're saying when you were 11 and you went and on the Pip Archer, Kill Pip Archer. You know they're saying it, so you deserve... You feel like you have a right to know and understand what people think of you. And also, it's kind of like a digital self-harm thing in a weird way. Um, There's a video from uh, Natalie Wynn, ContraPoints, where she talks about about this um, in her video about incels, which I really recommend, Mm. talking about how it, it is... There is a kind of active digital self-harm when you're doing things like looking for hateful comments about yourself mm. or what I do a lot which is I read news that I know will upset me yeah that's true um that and I can't true. help myself looking at details of things that I know will upset me I don't know what the balance is I don't think you're I think you're being too pessimistic though I just the, the golden age of the internet is gone I just think we're going through a difficult teenage year <laughs> <laughs> like we were very innocent and it was all free and new and amazing and we are having this whole, like, trying to adjust to how to move forward. Have you heard it. about the porn block thing? No. <laughs> Suddenly she's interested. So the, the UK government are doing a thing where um, if you want to access pornographic websites, yeah. you have to buy a porn pass. And you, like, go to your news agents and be like, hello, I'd like to access pornography on the internet, can I buy a porn pass? It's it's meant to be like an age verification thing. Have you listened to John Ronson's The Butterfly Effect? No, Nell's recommending it oh to me though. Oh god, it's so good. And it that just made me think of it because he talks about the impact, the sort of ripple effect of Pornhub and free porn mm. becoming available. I wondered if that porn pass was about people who work in porn deserving minimum wage at least rather than just all their porn being uploaded for free but actually no it's about age verification yeah what about the porn but is it really just about them fucking spying on us some more let's be honest i feel like i've really drank the kool-aid with this now because i really feel like they just want to spy on us man they just want to know what we're doing i think i'm gonna get a vpn i just feel like what's a vpn so it's a, a virtual private network i think oh my god you're gonna go to the dark web no it's not the dark web I wouldn't even know what I mean I don't do drugs so I don't know why I would go there there's only two reasons you go to the dark way drugs or guns drugs guns or European yeah. yeah and then also there's the whole thing with like the EU regula- regulations that are coming in which we're not going to yeah. be subject to soon because of Brexit um, said the dreaded word I, depends um, what's happening when this goes out yeah, sorry that true. we don't know we maybe. have no idea and we probably won't know then um <laughs> But there's like loads of copyright stuff that the EU are bringing in, which is basically going to mean that some people in the EU can't access certain websites. And I'm just like, what the wow. fuck? That, that to me, I'm just like, I don't care about any kind of copyright. That's not cool, man. What kind of websites? Basically anything where um, the person posting it doesn't have the copyright to do so. Oh, I see. Um, you're not allowed to access that webpage. So that's going to fuck things like Reddit. It's going to... Like, but you won't be able to, to be, access half the internet. There has to be some accountability and some legislation for... And of course, it shouldn't impinge on freedom of speech, but it's just like we were talking about in the Rupert yeah. Murdoch episode of Freedom of the Press. You know, you shouldn't just be able to rip off people's stuff and put it somewhere else. It's not necessarily about ripping stuff off. It's about whether you have the permission to, like, post this funny photo of... Justin Bieber that you've yeah. seen somewhere. But that is an argument if you look at meme and meme culture. Mm. You've seen the people who are like, I was a meme. <laughs> Which is funny. But also, you never think about that, do you? Like, the person yeah. behind the image that you're all sharing around mm. and making fun of. And yeah. they're all coming out and saying, my picture went viral with loads of captions under, like, 
when you get dumped by your boyfriend and then it's me eating a giant hamburger or, <laughs> or like I've got there's that you're woman. a vegetarian <laughs> oh, well I also wasn't a meme <laughs> there's Yet. that woman who I really recommend watching a TED talk it's captioned something like the ugliest woman in the world and she's got this oh um, I've watched it yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's often made into memes and she's got like this really um, this medical condition that impacts the way that she looks and again it's like when you're at the club and no one's dancing with you and it's all that and she reads all of those and mm. I know what you mean you should but is that the reason why they're doing it? I don't think it is. Yeah, you're right. I think they just want to control us. <laughs> control our minds. <laughs> just while I remember talking about um, the internet being mean and people yeah. doing mean things, did you see that sort of online... I almost want to say campaign that happened for... It was called something like, God, if you give us back Tupac, we'll give you Justin Bieber. Yeah. And it was all over Twitter and all over Facebook. And I remember loads of people at the time thinking it was really funny. And yeah. I guess on some level... It kind of is, but again, it, like it's he's gonna have read that and seen that, and yeah. that's people literally saying they want. We'd him rather to... have a rapist back than just <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut that. Out. There was also a petition um, to have him deported that got like 250 or something. Six, oh yeah, that was when he got um, arrested for his DUI for drunk driving. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't good. It isn't good. But also, I mean, he made a mistake. He made Well, he made a couple of mistakes with, with that. He went through a difficult period. It's teenage years, you might say. I just totally get it, man. Yeah. I just completely... He also egged his neighbour's house. Did you see that? Yeah. Got... Probably because his neighbour was a nerd who wanted the music turned down. <laughs> Jealous much? Yeah, he was arrested for a DUI. I want to say I want to say that happened a couple of times. Yeah, he also said the M word in in yeah. a couple of videos made when he was fifteen years old. And they then came out much later, and his whole yeah. thing was saying it's again that question of should we be held accountable for? Mm-hmm. He was the first generation like us where our kind of social media mark we weren't thinking about the consequences that would happen later on because. That had never happened before. No. The internet hadn't existed before, so we weren't kind of aware of what the consequences might be. Having said that, you should be held accountable if you said the N-word loads when you were... Yeah, you should be held accountable. He did tell people that he'd done that video. I think he... he, Yeah, I think he spoke to... Because, I mean, a a large part of Justin Bieber's success is down to uh, Ludacris, who was Mm. on Baby with him. And baby, uh, baby, oh, like, um, I should probably find the exact quote, but he basically said that he talked to the black people in his life and was like, Oh, I made this mistake when I was 15 because they they were trying to blackmail him for a long time with it with the video. What the new media were just some people who found the video, I think, were trying to blackmail him either for money or something. And yeah, so I think he did tell people in his life who he thought might be hurt by his words just to say like I was a fucking idiot I didn't understand you know the severity of what what I was saying and also that it should never ever be a joke that's ever used by anyone then so his best album okay (laughs) is no but it's it's related it's called um, Purpose oh yeah it's a good album yeah he wrote it all during it took sort of two years to write and it was all during a lot of the kind of controversy and a lot of the songs are all just like such heartfelt apologies for letting Mm. everybody down and letting all of his fans down and and it's all about like I will strive to be better and the very like final song is like life is worth living but it's very much like life is worth living again because for a time it wasn't and he's becoming increasingly more open about how much he sort of struggled with 
mental health and the pressure of fame and the because of course you would you'd have to be a fucking scarecrow to not be affected by being that famous yeah but i also just think it's fucked that we have anyone who is that famous it's so weird yeah and he's such a like his album purpose which is just absolutely amazing is such a collaboration and written with so many people and i think it's about it's interesting how what we're all so desperate for and i've even just said it is that it's an insight into justin bieber and him Mm. and love yourself was written by ed sheeran and was originally supposed to be on ed sheeran's album Um. and then he gave it to justin bieber and we all you know me included all the believers are like when that song came out it's all about um this woman who you know essentially used his fame to get into clubs and my mum don't like you and she likes everyone as one of the lyrics and you go oh my god his mum is really nice and he's got a really close relationship with his mum and then you realise it's about Ed Sheeran but what you've been looking for is some kind of glimpse into him because he's a product that's being packaged and sold to us and you know he's not even the sole person responsible for writing those lyrics and writing those songs and we're just I mean I'm really falling for this idea that oh and it came out of his really like hard time and then he wrote this album that was all about redeeming himself mm. and trying harder to be a better person and then and what it actually was was that ed sheeran watched to buy a new house and thought <laughs> i'll sell the songs just to bieber it'll sell way more copies yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting as well like we all hated him so much and then everyone was so surprised that this album was so good yeah and forgave him for everything yeah so that's a good way to get forgiveness <laughs> just come out with several bangers <laughs> i've fallen into the trap the, the repeat trap. the repeat stuff trap. Yeah. We need to know the words after just one listen, so repeat stuff, repeat stuff. That's Go it. and watch Repeat Stuff by Bo Burnham. That is my takeaway from this episode. <laughs> yeah. Bo Burnham, call me. <laughs> you love him. He loves Jesus yeah. and God. Um which this this is an American working class thing, isn't it? Because he grew up pretty poor, right? I don't know actually. Single mum. Dad abandoned him. Yeah, who's back in his posse now, his dad. Yeah. Wonder why. Yeah. Um, that always annoys me. Yeah. But his, his Haley, his yeah, wife, is in the same church yeah. as him. And she's not working class, is she? She's from the Baldwin family. Who no, she's not working class. Yeah. They're all mega rich. Yeah. Um, I love Alec Baldwin, despite his political views. He's just... And the fact that he left that voice welcome and his own daughter a pig. I do not know about that. You don't know about that? No. Oh my god, it's horrible. He left a voicemail calling her like a vicious little pig. What has she done? Sorry, not that there's Been a just... teenage girl, I think. Did he say that? You're a vicious little pig. That is the worst impression of anyone I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> what was that? I mean, he, was, he wasn't in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> I'm do it again, I'm gonna do it again. I okay, 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 okay. You're a vicious little pig. <laughs> he speaks so quietly and everything. No, he doesn't. Are you mistaking the Baldwin brothers? No, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is like this. Lemon. Yeah, but he's really quiet. Lemon. Yeah, but you can hear that because he's mic'd. If you're in the room with him, you can't hear what he's saying. Well, you can hear what he's saying on that voicemail. Let me tell you that for free. (laughs) It was projected on that one. Didn't he punch someone recently as well? Yeah, probably, yeah. Oh, but he's so good at acting, so yeah, he's good at acting. we forgive him everything. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how it works I... on the Forgive Everyone podcast. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch The Roast? The Roast of Justin Bieber? No. So Comedy Central do this thing where they get a problematic figure 
in inverted commas. She's using quotation marks. And then they invite a load of comedians slash public <gasps> figures to and just all, rinse yeah, them. It's really mean. It is really mean. I feel like he did it as kind of like a... And they just sit there, don't they, while they yeah, lay into I f- them? I feel like he did it to... I feel like he just wanted to move on from his childhood and I feel like the way he's kind of like they apologised and him doing this roast because I mean like Charlie Sheen did one I'm not being funny but Justin Bieber's not as you know difficult a person as Charlie Sheen like he's just a kid who made a couple of mistakes but the fact that he felt like oh I'm actually going to go on this thing where they're going to like rinse every single aspect of my personality that's what I deserve because that's what I deserve that's how bad I've been that's yeah and I'm like oh Oh, babe you're not like the worst person in the world I worry about him so much you know don't he's got loads of money it's fine no he's really because he's taken so he's taken a break from music yeah he's taken a year off which I think is great Um, I'm going to do the same (laughs) (laughs) no one's stopping you no one's stopping me me and my flatmate, um, Mary, who I've mentioned before, we send each other all of his kind of posts on Instagram and stories and stuff mm. when we're, like, most worried about him. Because there was a phase when he went through just taking very close-up selfies. How did I not know this about you? <laughs> oh, God, I worry about him so much. And so there was this... I'll show you some of the pictures. He, like... There's loads of pictures of his face... And then it goes a bit closer and a bit closer until it's just, like, essentially, like, the corner of his nose and his mouth. Mm. And there's no, like, caption to explain why he's posted that. Just for a laugh? Is it? Just to see tr- how many likes he'll him. get? Part of me does think he's going, see if they'll lap this up. And then he gets, like, five million likes for just a picture of his nose. Yeah, so... he's just having a laugh. So that was Justin Bieber. I love it. <laughs> Do you feel like you have more purpose in your life now? Oh, Helen? very good. I just winked at the microphone. Can I no read you there. some lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. Life's not easy, and I'm not made out of steel. Don't forget that I'm human. Don't forget that I'm real. You act like you know me, but you never wheel. <laughs> <laughs> there's, but there's one thing that I know for sure. I love this bit. I'll show you. Then he goes like, and then there's a really good hook. What's what song's that from? It's called "I'll Show You," and it's from the album Purpose. But there's one thing I know for sure: I'll show you. And he did. He showed them with that album. He did a great job, Biebs. Every week, I just learn something about you. I really every week, I'm like, I've really got a grip on Helen, who Helen is as a person, and then you just. I'm an enigma. You, you're unknowable. <laughs> That's how you keep them hooked. Yeah. We should play the hook now. You've been listening to Bitchin, a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb, and our artwork is designed by Luke W. Robson. 